Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. I'm delighted, I've been la-di-da-din Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top Man, these boys, they be potting I trust them like a lot And they told me that I get it Guess what? I got it You should do it too You will never lose If you ever do Must have been a ruse Ricky, that's my dude Stoops are super cool Sharks up in the pool I've been sparking up my tools I've been looking to win Spend a little again I've been for spittle to them my God, I riddled again. I told them stop clowning around. They said what goes up comes down. I said I'm down with the sickness. My team stay ill now. Come get this. I'm just so dead with delight. I stay ready tonight. Deep dive, we rise. That's the medley, alright. The David delight. The David delight. Da 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 David delight. Hey. Welcome to another episode of the David Delight brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we are going to continue on with our first look at the 2022. 2022. Did I say 2021 last week? No, you said two. Okay, 2022 uh, rankings is our first look. And today we're going to tackle the ever so popular tight ends. Um, as always, I am joined by my super cool co-host here. Stoops, how are you, buddy? Um, I'm good. How do you see? Like, so I when he said super cool, I said, well, I gotta put my sunglasses on, right? Yeah, because inside, uh, people are super cool, wear sunglasses inside. Just yes, to, but seriously, how do you see? I remember when we did that open bar and you were FF aviator. Yes, and then I did the whole entire podcast with sunglasses on. I, I don't see I'm how not... you see with the sunglasses on, so I gotta take them off. Um, I have I wear glasses <laughs> and I had to wear sunglasses and I squinted at the screen the entire time. My <laughs> eyes hurt for hours afterwards. So dedication but, to the uh, brand. Yes. So no, I'm good though. Um, you told me off the air and it, it makes it actually, I think you even said it last week on the episode. Um, there, there's more to this tight end class than kind of what I initially had thought. Um, mm. by no means am I saying it's, you know, phenomenal, but there's more than what I thought. Cause normally we always say, yeah, there's, you know, there's a Kyle Pitts and then there's some other guys we like, right? 
this year, um, there's no Kyle Pitts. Let's just say that. Let's let's let me clear that up. But um, there are some guys, obviously, more more than what I expected. So, um, kind of excited to see who you have. Although we may have the exact same people. Um, who knows? I think we'll have at least three of the same guys. Two of them, I'm not sure on, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, one, two, three, four. I was making sure I had six guys. So um, I have six guys on there, but yeah, just because. Um. I mean, I think ours will probably be fairly close. I think. Um, I mean, I think. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I. I like. I, I went back and forth a couple times. I found a couple guys that I like. Uh, this is one position that I really expect to see somebody break out. Right. Um, somebody that we're not currently talking about is going to rise up the board. And this of any season to do it at the tight end position, this is the year to do it because, like you said, I don't think there's there's not a Kyle Pitts in this draft. There's not a Pat Fairmuth in this draft. And I don't even think there's a Brevin Jordan, even though Brevin Jordan, I don't know what happened in the draft process, but obviously he went down, but it's kind of ridiculous. I still think that he's a good sleeper to grab in your fantasies, you know, rookie drafts. If you can, you know what I mean? I I've seen him had in the third and fourth round. Now it's kind of like, Whoa, what the hell is going on? And, and we don't know the situation quarterback situation, obviously down in Houston, but I think he's got a, anybody has a chance to play in a couple of years. It's going to be him, but Without further ado, Stoops, I'm going to let you kick us off with your five, four, and three at the tight end position. Cool. Real quick. Um, well, I'll, I'll wait and say it later. Maybe we'll touch base on it. Anyway, so five. Um, I've got Trey McBride out of Colorado State. Um, again, I said it on the receiver episode about Penn State. Dotson. How it was kind of one of those where... Heard the name, hadn't looked a lot into him. So that's kind of where I was at with, with McBride. Going to Colorado State, how many games am I really going to watch? Let's be honest. Um, I I will probably watch a few more. Will I watch it start to finish? Probably not. But um, if it's on, you know, and there's no other other games worth watching, I definitely would want to tune in, see what we can get with Trey McBride. Um, definitely a good re- re- receiving tight end. Um Big thing is obviously, you know, can they block? Um, and, and from what we've seen from the grades, from some film, um, he is able to, to block as well, which you know at the next level is is key, right? If, if a tight end can't run block, pass block, even if they're not, obviously if they're not going out for a route, anything like that, it's going to be tough for them to really, really find the field. So uh, Trey McBride got him at five. Four is a guy that, that I and yourself, um, like you said, have not given up on. Um, Brant Keithy out of Utah. Um, yes, he's only six, two at the tight end position. That's, that's not tall at all. I get it, but this guy's athletic. He is an athletic tight end. He makes plays. He he, get him the ball. Um, I think we said this probably 50 times. He played running back in high school, quarterback, receiver, safety, linebacker, head coach punter kicker no i don't know about all that but he played everywhere is my point um and again high school college i i get it it's different but the fact that he has that kind of athleticism um he will find a a role at the next level um i truly believe that will he ever be like your tight end one maybe not i don't know depends on his landing spot i will say that um if he goes to a a pass friendly um offense i I think it would be easily you know uh definitely a tight end one maybe a lower end but nonetheless still tight end one so brent keithy's a guy that i'm I'm not giving up on um i I think he's he's definitely gonna 
prove himself um, this year. He's He's been – so we say this a lot, chemistry with the quarterbacks, right? Out in Utah, it's just been a QB carousel for, for years, and they even got a new quarterback this year. Um, I think they got Charlie Brewer, you know, going for his – his. he was a grad transfer um, from Baylor. So it'll be interesting to see. I think Brewer's probably the best – quarterback he's had maybe i i don't know and i'm not saying brewer's anything ultra special but we'll see um we'll see but i'm not giving up on keithy just yet number three um i've got jake ferguson out of wisconsin i I think he is gonna be graham mertz's best friend um all season um that being said i'm not saying ferguson's gonna go out there and catch for seven eight nine hundred yards i'm not saying that necessarily but i wouldn't be shocked if he's you know eight to eleven touchdowns type thing with four, five, 600 yards. I could see that. Um, I think Ferguson's just going to be his best friend there. Uh, 6'5", 242, great size, obviously blocks, catches, runs, all that fun stuff. So kind of, like I said, what, what you want to see out of a tight end, um, we see it from Jake Ferguson. So uh, yeah, that's my five, four, three. All right. So for me, I, I, whole, I hear a lot of names, obviously, that are similar on my list already off the back, but um McBride and Ferguson just missed my top. Hang on one second. One, two, three, four. Yeah, five. Ferguson and McBride just missed my top. I lost a name when I was looking at it. Um, I don't have it in the rankings thing yet. I just have it on a you know a, a note. But um, so Ferguson and McBride are both guys that I feel like could rise up easy. McBride's one name, just like you mentioned with uh, Dotson, that he's one guy that's kind of gone up, and you see a lot of his names on 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 the Twitter dot com. So. Uh, Ferguson's another guy a lot. I, I fought with him and Cade Otten of who I've got at number five. Mm-hmm. I really like him a lot. I think that, man, all these guys have massive size to them. So obviously that to me is already something I really like, but just in the tight end position. I mean, in four games last year, you know, he raised a, he raised his stake, I think, in my opinion, four games, 18 catches, 258, three touchdowns. His uh, 14 yards per catch were uh, almost four yards more than the prior year. Uh, I, I like that a whole lot. One of the things of note to really notice a lot of is guys that are in these rankings are ones that went back, right? Ferguson went back. Otto Otten went back. Um, Brent Keithy went back. Um, Brent Keithy is my number four. Um, you will hear us talk about this guy over and over again um, on this podcast throughout the year. He had 30 in 2019. He had 34 catches, 602 yards and six touchdowns. He averaged 17 yards a catch. 17 yards a catch that's impressive guys like i was looking at everybody's stats within this class and um everybody on the high end on the high end they are in that um you know maybe 13 yards per catch you know what i mean so to me that's that's saying a lot even like some of the guys i was looking at the top of my list i'm like oh these guys are only averaging 13 it's not only 13 yards a catch but consistently keithy is going out there and producing but the one thing of note that I'd like to continue in 2019, he had 34 catches, 602 and six touchdowns. But let's not forget that he had six carries for 102 yards and three rushing touchdowns as well. Okay. So that's his total for the scrimmage yards for the year was 4704, 17.6 yards per play, nine total touchdowns. Okay. So this guy, again, as when we say that he is a playmaker, we mean he's a playmaker. It's not, and when he says, when I say that he can line up all over the football field, it's very much true because even in four games last year, they still found the way to get him six carries for 50 yards, okay? 
So they're finding ways to understand that that talent that they have is probably very good because you don't just, you don't hand the ball off to the tight end. You don't, that's just not a typical play that you see day to day weekly in the NFL. So Brent Keithy has 13 career carries for 150 yards averages 11 yards a carry and the one year he averaged the 17 yards and has three rushing touchdowns to go with his seven career um passing touchdowns even last year again four games he played again nothing there's they struggle at the quarterback play but again was very consistent four catches four catches eight catches three catches six catches you know what i mean you're not going to get groundbreaking stats from him like you are some of these other guys because of the inconsistent quarterback play. We talked about that. We highlighted that last week on the wide receiver position. Don't hold back on a guy because of the quarterback play within the franchise. I think that he has the ability to kind of line up like a Kittle does. I'm not saying that he is George Kittle. We've talked about that on the show and said that he is an equivalent there of how you can utilize him. He's a very good blocker. He's a very good route runner. He can line up out wide. He can line up in the slot. Just watch Keithy's tape. And then when you come, if you don't come away with impressed with Keithy's tape, then I don't really know what to say about you because I mean, you're just, it's just stupid. You know what I mean? Because he's super talented and I think that he's very good. So, and, and real quick, so you just said it slot wide and line him up wherever he last year, 58.2% of his, um, his snaps that he played were in the slot. Yeah, he played 58.2% in the slot. In 2019, he was at 42.4%. So the rest of it was essentially in line, right? You know, lined up as a traditional tight end and so on. But yeah, they're putting him in the slot. Like, it's... it's Yeah, and out of all of my top five, and even looking, I didn't look at Ferguson and McBride really to see what their yards per catch was. But I I have everybody in my rankings at 13 or lower for their career average. And like I said, with with Keithy at 17... It's quite impressive to see. Um, number three, I have a guy that you're completely just going to throw to the wayside, and I'm okay with that. It's, it's Jeremy Ruckert. I'm still a believer. He's six. Um, He's I'm six still, for me. So I'm still a believer. Uh, I like this kid. I, I mean, I thought for sure he'd come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't. But the thing about it is, is record, I could really see him dropping out of my top five. He's, he's, he fluctuates. He's got the size, but that's about it. He's not consistent enough for me to really kind of push him. Obviously, he's my number three. But you know what I mean? I also feel like that's kind of a testament to how outside, in my opinion, outside of one and two. Yeah. I feel like the rather it's not and one and two are not that you know, that high. You know what I mean? It's not like they're the grand all be all, but at the same time, these, you know, even six, seven guys, six guys, seven guys that we're mentioning. Welcome to Prime Video's Culture Rated Collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Are probably that that tier. And like I said, that's why it wouldn't surprise me if we see somebody break out. But um, hit me with your two and one, which probably are the same as my two and one. Yeah, so... I I told you before we started recording um, how I I flip flop these guys so much. So for me, it's it's very very close. Um, people are gonna probably tell me I'm wrong, and that's okay because I hear it every single week. <clears throat> um, number two, I've got Charlie Charlie Colera out of Iowa State. I had him at number one as of. An hour and a half ago. <laughs> and then I flipped it back to... Oh, I spelled his name wrong. How awful is that? Um, Jalen Weidermeyer out of Texas A&M. They're, I, I'll, I will say this. That's where I'm at currently. First look. Come our next go-around of things, like right before the season, I wouldn't be shocked if it's flipped. I'll be honest. Um, to me, it's these two guys, and it's not even close for the rest. I think the rest are are trying to catch up to these two. Um, they both, I mean, Charlie's 6'6", 257. Jalen's 6'5", 265. They're both athletic. They can catch. They can run. They can, they can block. They can kind of do everything you need them to do, and they just do it at a better level, right? The one thing I'm going to be interested to see is, um, and this is kind of what I was saying earlier, um, how you were talking about, you know, there's going to be some guys that may come out of nowhere um, and kind of jump into rankings or whatever. Baylor Cup um, at AM, and uh, he's just been fighting injuries. If he can stay healthy this year, I think he's one. Now, I'm not saying he's going to jump into my one-two range, but he's one that I think could, and I put this in air quotes, hurt Weidermeyer's production this year because we've seen it um, where where Jimbo Fisher's offense, especially since he's been at AM, and has, has really, I don't want to say favored the tight ends, but it gets them involved, right? They're really involved. So if they have two tight ends set up, might pull something from Weidermeyer, who knows? But um, man, to me, I just fought with it, you know, back and forth, back and forth. I just liked the play because, and I'll, I'll be honest, I've watched just way more film on Weidermeyer. I watch every AM game, obviously. So I've just seen more film um on him so just from what i've seen I've, I've kind of bumped him at one but again come a month two three four months whatever it is whenever we do the next round of things if charlie's my number one tight end i wouldn't be shocked yeah i <laughs> i did the same struggle as you did um i'm flip-flopped um i'm kohler one yeah. automire two um there's a few things that kind of stood out to me when I really broke down the tape uh, or broke down looking at them on tape uh, with Watermeyer. I think it's weird to me. I, I don't hold back the questionable play calling from Texas A&M because I, I still believe that they're... He's also had a trash quarterback throwing to him. So Well, <laughs> that's very true, too. I don't hold that. I mean, Charlie Kohler's quarterback isn't much better. So Well, he's better, though. Um, Not much, hey. but he's better. He will probably won't be a second round pick like or third round pick like Mond was though. You know what I mean? The Vikings are all in, I man. Super Bowl. Right 
no. <laughs> um, but for me, there's a few things that kind of come in. I, I don't consistently Wattemeyer is just inconsistent, but again, I don't hold that against him. I, I Jimbo Fisher and one side of it, as great of a coach as he is, is as sometimes it's literally infuriating watching his gameplay because even last year with the whole Isaiah Spiller to start the season thing was yeah. very weird against Vanderbilt. And then runs for 51 yards and says, we'll give you one more carry for the game. Exactly. So it was very, it's, it's inconsistent uh, coaching play, which can be a detriment to some of these you know prospects, right? Just as we pick on the quarterback play. Uh, can be very hard for some of these guys. I feel the same way about a guy like Charlie Kohler or Weidemeyer, that, that the inconsistent quarterback or inconsistent coaching play can really hinder them. But the reason I have Kohler number one is I think he's a monster in the red zone. Six of his seven touchdowns came in the red zone. Also, one thing that stood out to me, and this is one of the things that was just like, I saw it and it was just like, I had to double check it, triple check it, but he's the very much so a security blanket. Um, 33 of his catches this year, um, of his 44. Now, mind you, 33 of his 44, seven of those were touchdowns. So let's say 33 of his uh, 37 catches that came in outside of being touchdowns came between the 20s. Um, it, it's something that I found very impressive about him. He averaged 15 yards a catch in between the 20s, which is something that I really, really like. Because if you look at his overall number, he's around 13 yards a catch um, for the entire season. But catching 33% of it, 33 of his balls in between the 20s, he's moving the chains for his quarterback. The size is insane. Obviously, 6'6, 257. Watermeyer's, you know, just as big. You know, he's, I think, what, 6'5. So they're around the same uh, weight there. I like Kohler just a hair better, but I'm with you. Watermeyer could have a breakout season and could prove to be the tight end one. Either one of these guys is is capable. It's it, they're tier one. Uh, easily in this class between these two and anybody that could sneak up. But Kohler to me is just a tad bit more impressive in the red zone. And, and but then, then of course, if you look at Watermeyer, like when he dominates, he dominates, right? You know what I mean? Like the game against Arkansas and the game against Auburn, like he dominated with the two touchdowns. He had three games with two touchdowns. But what kind of worried me a little bit was like looking at the other side. It's like, oh, well, the one catch against North Carolina, which was what what's going on there. I think that, but I think they took him out. Alabama was eight for 82. So that, you know, he played big in big games and then played, you know, he really only had one quote unquote bad game. If you don't count the bowl game, which was the Vanderbilt game, which the entire Texas A&M team played bad. So, yeah. you know what I mean? It didn't really matter who was what, but um, both of these guys are that top tier. If you're looking at anybody else right now, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm also going to say that you're not exactly right for looking at anybody outside of these top two right now, because they are dominant at the position and they do the one thing that I believe that is what sets guys apart. And that's blocking. Um, that to me is what really stands out whenever you watch Watermeyer and Kohler. Uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. There was a receiver that we talked about. It was, um, oh man, Jonathan Adams. Uh, we watched a couple years ago when it was him and AGG and those guys. And we saw him. He consistently took plays off whenever yeah. he wasn't the vocal point of the play. And tight ends can do that, too, especially if you have those wide receiving tight ends that don't really come in and block a whole lot. Kohler and Watermeyer do not. Uh, Water, Spiller is as good as he is because of guys like Watermeyer, right? You know, the offense line is great, but the tight end play really can take a running game to the next level, right? Because if you get bounced out to the outside, you get a tight end that can block. And, and I think Wattemeyer is that guy. So it's going to be interesting to see the head-to-head battle between these two guys throughout the season. Um, big-time Kohler fan and a big-time Wattemeyer fan. Everybody else is just kind of the best of the rest. But 
Brent Keithy is a guy that I really feel like you should be keeping an eye on because I love the kid a whole, whole lot. So, um, yeah, tight end position a little bit light, but, you know, I thought we gave some pretty thoughtful information there. I would agree. Um, it's yeah, it's just, it just comes down to that blocking aspect. I mean, it's as boring, if you want to put it in that term, as that might be. When you look at the next level of things, they've got to block, right? It's kind of the same thing, like with the running backs, right? Yeah, we want to see someone who can carry a workload, who can make missed tackles, who can do this, do that. But if they can't pass block, how often are they going to see the field, right? So it's kind of the same thing from the tight end aspect of it to where, yeah, you may have to block on passing downs and you're not going out for a route, but it's like if you can't run block – how often are you going to see the field? So it's just things like that, that, that really stand out. Got a hair in my mouth. Um, <laughs> and um, so I'm, I'm looking at, I know I'm looking at it here and the run block grade that Jalen Weidemeyer got from uh, PFF uh, 70.2. That was sixth. Right. And then you go down to Charlie. He was at 62.4 was his best season. That was in 2018. But once you see that, like he's consistently kind of in that range. So he stayed consistent with it. Weidemeyer's numbers are much more spread out, but it, it, the numbers are there. Um, so it's just got, it's just that blocking aspect, right? That plays a big, big factor into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, for we, we knock it, right? We always knock it, you know, for being the tight ends. But um, there's a lot to see there, there's a lot more than what I would think as a whole. Um, yes, we, we were saying that obviously Jalen and Charlie, those are the two, the top two guys pretty solidified for us, but there, there's more to talk about this year than what I think we've had in the past. It's kind of been, you know, let's talk about pits and, <laughs> and then from there it was just like, well, we, we like Brevin Jordan, you know, we like yeah. Pat, like we like guys, but it wasn't much past that. If you really want to go. This yeah, year, I, I think there's talking more. about. I got tired of talking about pits. You know what I mean? We've been talking about pits for two straight years, and it's just like, all right, I'm over talking about the. Well, and what more can you say? Exactly. You know what I mean? So, and I think there's a lot to really talk about with this tight end position, even mm-hmm. with Watermeyer and and uh, Kohler. Even though how much we do like them already, I still think there's room for improvement to kind of yep. see them break out into their own this year. So I'm kind of excited about that, but. All right, folks, um, that's it for this week. Um, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be planting our flags on some of the guys that we really like. Um, it's, it's a show we started doing a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, we like kind of looking at some of these guys. And, then, and when we talk about planting our flags, we don't plant our flags on guys like, you know, Slavis and Howell right. or Spiller and Hall. Like, we've already done that. We've already planted our flags. We planted our flags on Slavis and Hal two years ago. So, um, but I'm excited about doing those episodes. Um, we do them each and every year and, and it's just something that we, you know, we'd like to see progress throughout the entire season because it's like, all right, what, you know, two years ago we planted a flag on AGG and, mm-hmm. and Adam Troutman. Those are two guys that we were on the scene first. I, I mean, I, I, it, we were, we just were, cause I remember the podcast, I want to go back and clip it one day, especially when AGG finally does break out. He had some injuries last year, but I remember like, man, Stoops, did you see that one guy that caught like five touchdowns in the in the second half of one game, in the first half of one game? He's like, you're like, no. And then we started watching AGG and we were all like, holy cow, like this kid is phenomenal. And and I still think that that talent's there. So, And Adam Troutman is about to be uh, yep. one of the best tight ends in the league. Yep. Damn He's getting right his shot. Well, you, and you said it too. You were just like, it's... 
it's not going to be a first year thing. Yeah. But come next season, which is this season, yep. it's going to be his turn. Now, the difference is going to be. Um, I mean, is it going to be Jameis throwing to him? Is it going to be Hill? Part of me really wants it to be Jameis because he's going to throw the ball 50, 60 times a game. Because, True. And then Taysom Hill, I don't need, I just He's going to throw it seven times and it's going to be through the uprights. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But they paid him a lot of money for some reason. Man, I, God, I don't Crazy. even. Yeah, that's a different conversation. I don't know. But anyway, that one. to your but, point, yes. AGG, Troutman. Yeah. Get them like in that. your fantasy your teams, man. Get them, yep. get them. Yeah, so we'll be planting our flags over the next couple of weeks and some guys that we really, really like. I've already started looking at some of the guys that I want to. I even talked about one of the guys I want to plant my flag on last week on the um, you know wide receiver show. So I'm going to kind of go dig deeper into him. But all right, folks, as always, make sure to head on over to Twitter. Give Stoops a follow at Stoops1990. Tell him how wrong about uh, having Isaiah Spiller at number one he is. Um, give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. Tell me how right I am for having Isaiah Spiller at my, as my running back three, uh, make sure to follow the show at the Debbie delight. Um, we will be back next week as long as Stoops doesn't quit because I won't stop talking about how he shouldn't have Spiller's number one. <laughs> uh, he's, and for those of you at home, obviously you can't watch it right now because we're, we we do not post this on YouTube, but if we do want to post these on YouTube, let us know. We'll I'll start doing that. But Stoops is giving me dirty looks right now. So with that being said, Make sure to head on over to the Music City Drive-In to check out all of the latest shows being posted inside the Drive-In Podcast Network. We have a lot of fantastic shows over there from the 50 Years of Music to the Film Optics to the Music City Drive-In to much, much more. As always, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you guys next week. And I'll be posting my resume to Twitter here in about 20 minutes. So see you later. <laughs> oh, man. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.